Welcome to the Hope Church Memphis podcast. To learn more about Hope and our weekend worship opportunities, visit HopeChurchMemphis.com. appreciatively applaud the Lord once again for this melodious choir. Well, we are going to be privileged today to hear from Reverend Dr. Melvin Charles Smith, a hidden gem in the city of Memphis. When I came 13 years ago, I was told that I needed to interview or meet with six people. They gave me the names. Dr. Melvin Charles Smith was one of those names, he graciously agreed to meet me. We became friends, and he is a mentor. So I praise God for his life and his lordship. There are a lot of things I can say about Dr. Smith being a native Memphian, graduating from Memphis City Schools, Lemoyne Owen College, MDiv degree, honorary doctorate, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But there are four numbers that I think that when you hear will let you know something about his character and his competence. Number one, he has been the chaplain for the FBI for 13 years, along with our own Dr. Eli Morris. Number two, he served as a senior staff member, senior tech, for 14 years in the Department of Virology and Immunology at St. Jude Hospital. Number three, he has been the pastor for 56 years of Mount Moriah East Baptist Church. You didn't, I didn't say five or six. I said 56 years. And then lastly, for 62 years, not six, 62 years, he has... Um, been the husband of Billy Joy Rutherford Smith, who now lives in the presence of God, but that union lasted 50, uh, 62 years with two children, four grandchildren, a great-grandchild. Just that legacy says all you need to know about our speaker. So let's give a hearty hope hand to Reverend Dr. Melvin Charles Smith as he comes. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. <clears throat> Greetings. Grace mercy and love to each of you, all from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Special sincere greetings to my dear, dear friend, Pastor Rufus Smith, a leader among leaders, great preacher, great pastor, great man of God. <clears throat> 
Philip Brooks says that preaching is truth through personality. And all of us must agree that Pastor Rufus has a kind personality, a helpful personality. He's filled with humility and always faithful. Honored to be with my friend, Dr. Eli Morris. We work very well in another area. Greetings to him, all pastors, preachers, and the great family of hope. I am happy to see my daughter, my granddaughter, and our administrator, the Honorable Judge Danielle Mitchell. She is in charge of Mount Moraes. She just tells me where to stand. I'm thankful for the opportunity of worship. St. Augustine says it like this, God is to be worshiped by faith, by hope, and always with love. We're here today worship our leader, our father, in all of the greatness from deep down within us to give gratitude to our Lord and Savior for our being, our existence, and all that he does for us. Pray with me if you will. Almighty God, our Father, thou who art Lord of the universe, thou who art provider of our salvation, we praise you for your mighty power. Thank you for your steadfast love. Thank you for your continuous presence. On this day, time of worship, dear Lord, please accept our voices that are lifted up to thee. We have lifted our voices in song. Our hands are lifted in praise, prayer, and thanksgiving. We thank you for this day you've given us. We thank you for our time together. We ask that thou wouldst grant peace in our world. Bless America, the beautiful, the land of the free, the home of the brave. We pray for the insight of world leaders. We ask, dear Lord, that thou would bless our city, extend our territory, and give to each of us the desires of our heart. Heal us now, O God, and we'll be mindful to give you glory, honor, and praise. Receive this, your servant's prayer, on behalf of these, your people. Let us all together say amen. Today's scripture comes from the book of Jeremiah, the first chapter and four through the 10th verses from the King James Version. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. And said, I, uh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not that I am a child, but thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee shall thou speak. 
Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, said the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See that I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out, to pull down, and to destroy, and to throw down, to build, and to pray. The word of God for the people of God. From that narrative in the book of Jeremiah, I'd like to speak briefly from this theme, God's preacher, God's people, and God's plan. God's preacher, male or female, is chosen by the Trinity Celestial Committee that comprises of the Father, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We thank him for those choices. Christ our Savior, part of the committee, Holy Spirit gives overseer to the church purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. God has his people. All of us belong to the Lord. He's given us life, life with purpose, Zoe life with energy. All of us have an opportunity to pursue life. All of us have a destiny to achieve. God's plan is that his people benefit graciously from all of his gifts. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. It is ours to enjoy our days on planet earth with all of the blessings to which God has for you. He says, I have plans for you. They're all good, not to destroy, but to help you, to make you, to elevate and improve you. So God has good plans for all of us. I am here as a preacher of the gospel. 19 years old, I accepted my call to the ministry. I am unable to go as far back as Jeremiah, for he said, in the womb I was called. I can't go that far back, but at nine years old, I felt the call of the gospel. Mine was to be the reader for a blind grandmother, and in reading the Bible on her behalf, I felt the Spirit of the Lord moving upon me. I always felt the call, but it was actually when I was 19 years old in Lemoyne-Owen College that I accepted the call to the gospel ministry. I remember writing a paper about my call to the ministry, and a line from that said, I will pledge my entire life to promoting social justice and welfare of the community, improving lives, and uplifting everyone from every cardinal point of the city. As I reread that paper a few days ago, I found a line in there that I wish I hadn't put, for it says a minister should not make much money. <laughs> and that line remains true. But for the past 66 years, I have tried to accomplish my goal, serving the people of God in a holistic manner as well as an inclusive manner. The Bible narrative of Jeremiah 
says that he was called by God, not from an inward impulse, but from a call outside. And the call was to address God's people, people he loved. At that time, Jeremiah was sensitive to all of the injustices of the land. He was sympathetic to the nation's sorrows. He was affected by the criminality that existed. And he witnessed many things that he did not approve of. And now during this pre-captivity area, he decides out of the love of his heart for the people of God to speak to them and to tell them God's plan. Even before there had been a threat from Babylon, even before Nebuchadnezzar was known or Egypt was yet unheard of, he as God's preacher was to speak to them and to tell them God's plan. That there would be a time that they would not have happiness, time they could not sing as they desire, time they could not go where they wanted to go, but endure it, and after 70 years, they would return. So today, we are also, as Jeremiah, speaking to the Lord's people here in the beautiful city of Memphis. Growing up in Memphis, I am what you would call a very proud Memphian. I grew up in the community where everything was in the community that was needed. It was only when I became about 15 years old that I discover all of Memphis. But I found then that Memphis was a little different from what my parents had taught me. They had said, don't lie on people, they won't lie on you. Don't be evil to people, they won't be evil to you. But as I moved from my community to the broader side of Memphis, I saw that my parents were not altogether truthful and they did not tell me the real world. But I soon found out and finding out I kept the things that they had told me and thereby was able to navigate life and to navigate life well. So today, you and I stand as proud Memphians. We love our city. We thank God for our city. Memphis, the bluff city. Memphis, the city of good abode. Memphis, the city, the home of the blues. Memphis is the city that gave us Sun Records where Elvis sang, High Records where Al Green sang, Stax Records where David Porter and Isaac Hayes sang. Memphis is the home of Bill Street, where from Bill Street, talent has grown around the world. To love our city is to do as Jeremiah, speak to our city, give attention to the events of our city. Know that God will bless our city. Growing up in Memphis, at 10 years old, I learned a lot about the city. 10 years old, my brother and I, was returning on a Thursday from the zoo. I was 10, he was eight, and unfortunately, we sat too close on the front of the bus. We thought we were near the rear, but in those days, the back door was the standard to which African-Americans would sit behind. We sat the first seat in front of the door. We were immediately ejected, 
And of course, with no money, I had to walk. We had to walk home. But may I tell you that Memphis is a great place. But my brother who was taken off the bus with me wound up being the president and the general manager of that same bus company and served in that capacity for 29 years. So there is always hope for our city. And I know that there are things that are yet undone, but at 85 years old, I can tell you there's much progress that has been made. Somebody 45 may say, no, it's not. But from 85 until where I am now, I can see monumental progress in the city of Memphis. I have seen what can happen if one apply themselves. At 15 years old, I got a job mopping halls at John Gaston Hospital. But in 1962, when St. Jude opened, and I came there in September, uh, from mopping floors, working 18, 20 hours a day in the lab, I soon became a senior tech. Therefore, it lets me know that Memphis is a city of hope and that we can thrive and excel and be all that God wants us to be. So may we say as Jeremiah that Memphis is a beautiful place. Memphis is a wonderful place and we must speak to each other out of love, out of fellowship, with interaction one to another, always abounding in the love of God. God's plan for our beautiful city is for each of us to respect one another, to respect all cultures, to gain wisdom from everyone, and to gain it from all walks of life, to seek true unity, not hypocritical unity, but true unity, to love and respect each other. More importantly, to invest in the city of greatness. What is it that we can do as individuals to invest ourselves in to make Memphis a better place? To give unselfishly to programs, programs that mentor our young men our young men, women, and giving opportunities for them for advancement. Thank God for Pastor Rufus that he's allowed many to sit at the table with the great people of Memphis to connect our youth with great jobs, to help elevate the standards of their lives, to promote self-dignity and self-worth. It was self-dignity that Dr. King came to town for, 1968, we marched, and a march that didn't go well, but it was a march, a march that said sanitation workers can do better if they have 15 cent more an hour, making 90 cent, working to get a dollar and five cent would have been an investment in their humanity. This same man, Dr. King, was at Mason Temple on a rainy Sunday night giving his mountaintop speech. On a Monday evening around 6.30, I was en route to do a funeral. The word came that Dr. King had died. Our city was shut down. Tanks roamed the streets. But 50 years later, I went to a building that I had to jump out of the window in 50 years earlier. As I looked at that building, trying to find the window I looked out of, 
I saw the building was in repair. And as I looked for that window, I thought, well, Memphis is still in repair. There are some things we still are trying to put together. Some fences we are still trying to mend. Some borders we are still trying to connect. So we thank God for the opportunity that he's given to us to do just that. And as Jeremiah was a weeping preacher, Jeremiah spent 40 years and decided no more. I've said enough. They haven't heard me. But I say to you today, we can't become discouraged as Jeremiah. Jeremiah decided I need to hang up my clergy robe, lay my Bible down, for it seems that what I'm saying is no good. But I say to you today, love Memphis. Don't give up on a city that is a beautiful city. Yes, you and I have heartaches when we see the cluster of blue lights. Our minds roam when we hear the sirens of emergency vehicles. We are hurt when we know that opportunities have been missed, plans have failed, things that should have been done have not been done. Things that should have been destroyed are flourishing. Things that should have been over uprooted or overgrown, but yet we don't give up on our city. My heart aches when I see wishful thinking takes the place of ambition, when wishful thinking takes the place of ability, when wishful thinking takes the place of uh, talent. Uh, we who are in this world are to use all of the resources God has given us. Rather than sit and to wait on it to fall in our hands, let us use what God has given us to assure, to excel, to achieve and accomplish our goal. In so doing, we, we allow ourselves to have a beautiful and a wonderful future. I am grateful to God that in the midst of all of the negatives that you might hear, all of the negatives that you might see about good city, as Jeremiah had hopes, you and I have hopes. He heard the sound of the trumpet of hope, which was a sound of providence. Providence says that God will provide. God will take care of his. God will open doors that are yet unseen and relief is coming. As Jeremiah had to tell his people, wait for 70 years, we are not waiting that long. For in a few more days, we will see progress in our city. We will see growth in our city. We'll see more than we see in our city. So don't flee Memphis. Don't give up on our city. Become a cheerleader. Be glad to say I'm a proud and wonderful Memphian. Yes, we now have great leaders young men and young women of all colors and all cultures working together to eliminate the crime, to bring to this city new and different ideas. And with citizens working together, peace will prevail, justice will rule the land. So it's not a place to be abandoned, not a place to be neglected, 
but not a place to be put down, but a place to become a booster, a cheerleader, a marcher for the freedom and the justice of Memphis. So as we look forward to a greater Memphis, know that the trumpet sound and it gives to us a renewal. We are going forth and we're going forth greatly. There will be a renewal of our hearts, renewal of our minds, renewal of our spirits. And when our minds and our spirits, that which is our intellectual being is renewed, then we'll discover a great newness in our city. Our hands will reach out to help one another. Our mouths will reach out to speak kindly to each other. Christ will become the center of our focus. The Holy Spirit will work as our direction and God will be pleased. We're all happy that Memphis has had some hurtful times, some bad times, but we have some great times ahead of us. I remember at 16 years old, working in a hospital, my role was to mop, mop the floor and watch the water fountains. I inadvertently, as a naive young man, took a sip of the white water that I was cleaning the fountain for. I was soon knocked down, but years later, I become a part of the board, became a part of the board to elect a new president of that facility. That lets me know how good God is and how we must maintain hope in our city. Yes, we go through some dark days, but good days are ahead of us. We applaud all of the things that have done. I remember working the 11 to 7 shift, and we had, at that time, only about 12 or 15 black police officers. These black police officers had no uh, real areas to patrol. They had no cars. They rode the bus. But there were two who were detectives, and they had a car. It was an old 49 Ford. And because they were part of the community, knew the community, as I was walking to work at night, they would stop by and pick me up. So yes, I rode in the back of the police car. But they, they let me out when I got to my place of employment. They were great men and great women. And now thank God Chief C.J. Davis will take our city higher, crime will be diminished, and we will have an even better city. So if Jeremiah was a weeping person, cry no more. As Jeremiah decided to give it up, don't give it up. Hold on to Memphis, and more importantly, hold on to each other. More than that, hold on to God's unchanging hand. We thank God for our lovely city, and as the Mississippi rolls on, God's preacher will still enlighten the citizens of Memphis. God's people will still be encouraged to be all they can be and do all they can be. And God's plan will be effective where we all live together in peace and harmony, love one for another. From all cardinal points of this city, we will do as Dr. King said, walk in harmony, peace, and love. So I suggest to each of us today, God has a plan. God has a preacher to execute that plan and a people to hear that plan. Let us put it all together for a better Memphis and watch what God will do for us. Let us pray.
holy and righteous God our Father, thou who has given us preachers to speak, thou who has given us people to hear, thou who has given us a plan to execute, may, O oh God, in your name we put them all together and live together as one people going forward, going together, growing together, glowing together, lifting one another up and find ourselves still in a place of good abode, high on the blessed city, overlooking the mighty Mississippi, but yet having mighty people in a mighty city. Bless us and keep us. We'll be ever mindful to give you the glory, the honor, and the grace. For thou art good always. Keep us in all of our days, in all of our ways, and we'll give you honor, we'll give you glory, we'll give you all of the things from the depths of our heart that say we love you, Lord, we praise you, Lord, we pray unto you, Lord, we lift you, Lord, and we will obey you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening to the Hope Church Memphis podcast. I'm Daniel Openeisen, musical worship director. If you were encouraged by today's message, hit subscribe wherever you stream your podcast. To experience previous messages, videos, and our live worship service, visit our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.